The emergence of digital platforms has changed marketing forever. Companies today must create a personal website and grow a social media audience to be a competitive force in the market. So enter someone like Katinka Kernet, a personal brand photographer and graphic designer who can elevate your personal brand while staying true to the essence of your business. As a fellow marketing nerd, I had the pleasure of chatting with her about being authentic and maintaining consistency to build a strong personal brand online via photography. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Me podcast. If you're eager to learn about effective marketing and copywriting strategies to attract more clients to your health and wellness business, while also building a stronger and more positive mindset, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Leanne Shelton, and I manage a team of copywriters who understand the health and wellness industry. At Right Time Marketing, we can transform your words from rough ramblings to meaningful messages. We also offer content marketing training to those who want to DIY. And before we delve into today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to the show to ensure you always have easy access to inspiring and actionable tips provided by both myself and my guests. Now, today I'm joined by my guest, Katinka Kernet. So welcome, Katinka. Hi, thanks for having us. Having me, not us. Just one of me. <laughs> it's we, the royal us, the royal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's all good. All good. Uh, so quickly run down with your bio so uh, everyone knows who is the, who they're tuning into today. So Katinka is a Melbourne-based personal brand photographer and graphic designer who helps small business owners show up in their business with a strong personal brand. She helps create a magnetic personal brand that tells your brand story. Her services help create the know, like, and trust needed to connect with your ideal customer and get your business showing up consistently across all your platforms. And as a content marketer, you need to be doing that. So I'm a big believer in all of that. Uh, To begin with, Katinka, let's talk about your business journey. What brought you to photography? Have you always had an interest? You fell into it? What was the case? I've kind of always had an interest. I did photography through school. I then went and did um, visual merchandising for a year, weirdly, and then went in and did a photography course at RMIT. So I did the science photography course, which is no longer in existence. Um, And then I have worked in random ins and outs of different roles, all involving photography and sometimes design like I think they kind of were mainly designed with photography attached so I did graphic design and digital design um, and quite a lot of web design jobs that had photography attached and then I started out on my own weirdly without photography so I don't know why I did that in the web space (laughs) Um, and it's merged and kind of moved I don't do websites anymore I'm in the photography first kind of space with the graphic design branding um obviously is a component as part of it but also I guess what is sort of secondary to what I do people know me more as the photographer at this point in time um and along the way I've done lots of traveling and then at Uh, When I had kids, I decided that I would try something totally random. So I started a jewellery range using photography, um, which is 
kind of on pause at the moment. We'll watch this space, may or may not come back from being on pause. I'm not entirely sure, but that's kind of my journey, I guess. Oh, love it, love it. And so you focus more on the brand photography. So how does brand photography help someone present themselves as a leader? Ah, yes. So um, when you're trying to be a leader, you need to show up. And so brand photography is a great way of being uh, showing up professionally across all your platforms. Um, my thing is you have to be real. So I want you to show up in the same way as you would on and offline. So none of these kind of people go, can you airbrush me? And I'm like, no. <laughs> a bit of makeup will do a bit of airbrushing, but we don't want anything that people, you need to be recognised. So as a leader, we want to be recognised. Um, and one of the ways to do that is to show our face across lots of different platforms. Um, and also by building your personal brand, if whatever your little thing is you're doing falls apart, you still have that. So you're not losing everything. Yes, no, that's a very good point. I mean, I recently had a, a photo shoot done, which I think I mentioned to you, um, for my business because I had all the photos I was using were four years old and I was so sick of <laughs> looking at them. But, I mean, back then, and I didn't realise, I was, I guess I was naive, I felt like the photos didn't really represent me. Like they were very uh, staged in front of a laptop. How original, you know, being a writer. Uh, or with a pen and paper, yeah, once again. And there wasn't enough that really um, I just felt like were me and, and really brought my brand to life. Because for anyone who knows me, obviously those who listen to the podcast regularly, we know I'm a very bubbly person. And those photos just didn't really capture that. So this new photo shoot, I'm as a different photographer, I'm so much happier with because they really do show me. And I think I think because he said, yeah, be playful, do silly things, and he ended up calling me the the, the lady of a, a million expressions or something because <laughs> I went all these weird things. And he did some really cool gifs. Um, actually, you, if anyone goes to my website, um, yeah, you'll see those on the new website. Um, yeah, so I feel like a... They can be flat and they can bring you to life. And I guess I want to ask you, what are your tips for making sure your true personality comes through the photos? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think being comfortable and being yourself and but being realistic is part of it as well. So a lot of people get very um nervous which is fair enough I do as well about having photos taken but ultimately if you can have fun in the scenario you're more likely to show up in a real way and not be that stilted person saying that things like with your phone and your laptop and stuff they do tell part of your story so it can be relevant to have those kind of images as well um, I guess one way you get people to be a bit more relaxed is having someone else there so there's a bit of bounce factor that goes on. Um, and I like using props uh, to help tell stories, but also it relaxes you. So if you can bring, you know, your favourite that can't talk inspirational quote um, or like on a mug or a book or like, I don't know, those kind of elements or something if you're into collecting, yeah, purple ducks, I don't know. Like you bring those with you and it's part of your story. So people have random things they like and things they don't like and sometimes you go, oh, but no one wants to know that. But it it kind of brings interest into your into you um, and that's that's part of how you sort of show your personality. So, yeah, props, uh, be relaxed and um, 
I don't know, like think about your mission and what you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to talk to. So if you're happy, then you should be happy and bubbly. If you're more serious, we have more serious photos. If you're all about, um, you know, have some laughing shots if you're a happy kind of bubbly person. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, and that's I guess that's what I did too. I mean, because last time I, look, everyone knows my turquoise, my aquas, my branding colours. So I had, you know, a drink bottle in that colour and my pen and, you know, very standard stuff, but this time I had yeah, some different mugs that were kind of in my colours too, as well as I have an I am copywriter speech bubble that I took, borrowed, whatever you want to say, from the last CopyCon um, <laughs> copywriting <laughs> conference, which yeah, which I held up and got some really fun shots saying I'm copywriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some fun mm-hmm. shots with my microphone to say for the podcasting yeah. stuff. And oh, I even I brought my – because I had – a few different outfits. Actually, didn't mention that either. A few different outfits. So there was more of a relaxed, more of a formal, and I had like a hat that I did some weird kind of hat things with. Um, I just, yeah, and I've definitely you said before about people. Last time it was just me and the photographer. Photographer I'd never even met before. So took a while to probably warm up. Uh, this time the photographer I'd met before at a networking event. We chatted a little bit and I did have people come in to be like, people in the room doing workshops or yeah. um or having meetings with and you can tell the difference like my favorite shots are like towards the very end uh because mm. at the beginning it was all like stick your neck out do this and apparently I tilt my head a lot uh, <laughs> <laughs> straighten your head up straighten your head up I just oh my god going out I think because my fun playfulness is to tilt the head a little bit so it's a little bit off center not so straight up and down which I'm not and yeah, but straight away he kept saying, straighten your head. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, well, it's an interesting, I mean, because you kind of want a few of those, you know, nicely set up sort of shots. Yeah. It's definitely true at the end is where you get the best shots. Um, and so if you are a person who is a bit stilted, having a longer session, even though you think that might be more stressful it's actually better because the first say you do two hours the first 45 minutes you're probably not going to like any of those shots I didn't. And then, I don't. Like, I'm like, I you just know don't. your favorite 10 out of the last five minutes as the person says what about this one this one this one you're like can we do are we That's done it? oh my gosh very <laughs> yeah I had some book um book ones because I brought some books and there was a book um how to talk to anyone which I'm reading right now I thought this is yeah. great for like any networking shots or, or whatever and there were just ones at the end but they're just they're so playful and fun and I in retrospect thought damn it I should have got you know me reading other books like you know content marketing or marketing a bit more related to what I do <laughs> anyway and I didn't get any phone shots I got computer shots completely mm. didn't think about phone ones but that's I figure that's a bit old school anyway the whole call me and here's me with a phone well it's sort of I don't know it tells a story so it is kind of useful on contact contact me pages or especially if you're in the social media space you know like you actually doing your lives and stuff it's sort of it's it's kitsch but it tells a story it says yeah I actually do lives of myself here's me with a photo of me doing it and we think oh people know that but actually no people don't know that <laughs> so, like I actually yeah I don't know it's sometimes sometimes going back to the basics actually is where you tell your story um with other elements in it also I guess an interesting one is can you 
put something in there that will help you t- tell a story. So like I go back to the random purple duck thing. You know, if you are a collector of purple ducks, have a photo with that. You've got a whole story there. It might relate to something that you do. Like, you know, I love purple ducks. And so then I became a content creator bit because I, you know, love collecting the same thing. I, I, I'm just talking off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Or what purple means to you or you want to have a, yeah, yeah. You have the social media post or something, about some random fact about you. I did do a few little posts of random facts about me and they, they do really well, right, because people are like, oh, it's just something a bit different. It's not just all businessy stuff like I'm big on LinkedIn, yeah. for example. And those are the ones that get um, traction because yeah. they're like, why is this person holding a purple duck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Hashtag purple duck episode. Um, so, <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, there's so there's personal branding and photography for that. Is then your business branding photography, is that something completely different? When when do you keep personal and business brands separate? I know that's a bit of a look for me, it's yeah. a hard one because my business is very much me, even though I'm growing a team, I I feel like my favorite colors are the turquoise and aquas. Therefore, that's right time marketing's colors. Um, but I want to get your thoughts on that. Mm. Um, so I do, I agree with you that color is something that you should pick some that is personal and some that is industry. And so just picking colors you like is not always the best solution in that space. Like it's a little bit of a combination of trying to work out something that works, but having a color you like is important because of the on and offline thing. If you're turquoise, you want to wear some turquoise, not head to toe, um, but, you know, like bits and pieces. Yep. I always have but something. It, Nails right now. Yeah, something that's in that kind of color range. Um, from the personal brand to the business brand, I have a video I just did recently on this. Um, I think when you start, everybody, whether or not you have a insert business name here, is a personal brand. Like you're a new business. Um, so step back, not everybody, but anyone who's in the service or like anyone who's serving people is their brand because that's who's going to turn up and do the work. And so when you start, if you're in that space, everyone is their own brand and whether or not they have a business name or not, they've got to show up and they've got to be really active as them. So just going with your name is actually a really easy way to do it because you are your brand. As you move through business, it becomes more around how you separate it. And there's lots of different people who do different things. So like Kate Tune is a personal brand with a team underneath her. Um, And then you'll have like her business, you know, is Susie, um, what, I can't remember her name, Datworth, I think. Like she is the front of the, she is the top, she is the face of the brand, but she's under her business. Like, and she has a team. So it's different. And I think it depends on how you, um, like, what you want out of your business. Like, what is your end point is a really big question to what happens at that point. So are you going to sell your business or are you just going to stop your business? And it's really hard to sell your business if you are Kate Tune because, you know, the business is Kate Tune. It's not impossible. Um, There was some... There's some person that I can't remember who it was, but they sold, they were the face of the brand and they sold their business. And for like the first two years, they were like the CEO and they eventually got out of being the face of the business and they actually sold their brand. So you can do it. But I think that's a really important component. Do you plan on selling your business? Do you, and if you do, are you going to start another one? Because then you need a really strong personal brand so that you can start another one. So to start with, 
personal brand, whether or not you're a business or not, as you move, personal brands are really important. Business brand may or may not be together. Um, and you you kind of got to keep your personal brand going because your business falls apart, you sell it or whatever, you don't want to lose everything. <laughs> yeah, because ultimately like the personal brand, that's that's you as a human, the business brand, there's no real, there's not much life to it, right? Like it's just a logo all the time and some colours. It's just that's it doesn't have as much um energy, I guess, as your personal brand does. Um, I think like right time marketing, yeah, I got a look good new logo, I'm getting a new website. That's pretty much where the branding stuff ends for the business because the business isn't walking around to networking events. I am. <laughs> but that's where you're building both brands at that point. Yeah. Um, and yes, business brands don't have life in the same way, but they still do if they're done well. So things like, um, you know, bonds, uh, like bonds underwear, they have a very strong feel and a very strong set of um, missions or statements and, like, it's a certain style that goes in that brand and it's, even though it's not a person, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's that brand. It's like Coca-Cola, like, you know, Coca-Cola and Pepsi who can be totally different but the same. They have a whole feel and they get a whole following from it and that is branding mm-hmm. Um as well as personal branding, and it has just as much of a life. It's just different. Yeah, so. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like at the moment, I guess, all the, the language used within um, Right to Marketing is still very much me, and that's what you yeah. mean, I guess. It's when you've got a, a team at the top and then you're all discussing, hey, is Leanne's voice actually the best brand, you know, voice for this or does it need to take on a different type of feel for what's going to work best, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a whole conversation. <laughs> and it becomes more about business bi- missions, um, business statements, business values, business, like, and it's how you bring that vibe. So if you are a fun, um, easygoing brand with a table tennis table and all that sort of stuff, like those have got to be parts of every element of your brand. And similarly to if you're a fun, you know, funny personal brand, then they're all part of your brand. So it's that it becomes harder. Mm. with a big brand but it's if you if you look into brands they all have you know their three to five words that sort of describe them and everything they do fits under that and a lot of the staff that they employ have the same feel and their offices have the same feel and it's all it's just a business a big beast versus one person yeah and so yeah I mean the reason we bring that up is obviously you need to be clear on on that before you can get the photos Mm. that really relate back so yeah I, I guess probably the difference between my photos from just recently and four years ago is that I have really got a better feel for what the business is and what it represents now. Um, So, you know, I've got a new tagline where content meets community because I'm very much about the networking. You know, I have the meetup group for health and wellness and I have the podcast and I do the networking and, um, you know, I'm very much a face-to-face people person and I don't just want to be that, you know, copywriting, writing behind the scenes, we do training, we're all out there. And so I guess I had all that in mind and then I got, you know, having other people in my photos uh, to create that sense of community and it, it wasn't just me all the time. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, yeah, I wonder about that comes to the next question about uh, like do you need more than just a headshot in your business image library? Uh, what other kind of photos should you be collecting? Say, for example, someone's listening and going, all right, I'm going to do a photo shoot soon. What kind of shots should they be requesting? Because I know I was asked this from a photographer, 
what kind of shots do you want? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, What are your tips on that? So, yes, you do need more than a headshot. So unless you are working for a company and all you need is that picture for your LinkedIn and, you know, their website or whatever, you need more than a headshot because a headshot is one step in time. It's not telling your story. It is a really important component of your business because you need to show up and be recognized and be seen. But if you're um, beyond like uh, working for something really, you need more because you'll need to be able to have images for your social media. You need to have images that go on your about page and your service page and your front page. And, or even if you go, I don't want images of myself all over my website. Well, you still need them for your speaker bio and you need them for, um, you know, you need enough that you can put them in some places. So, you know, one headshot doesn't cut it. Um, I always suggest that you should have an array of images that tell your story. It does depend on like every industry is a little bit different. Um, the health and wellness space, uh, like if you're a massage, if you do massage or you do fitness training or if you like you need lots of images to tell your story. If you're a psychologist, you might just need one or two because you're probably not going to have a whole lot of places you put a whole lot of stuff um, or saying that if you have a course, then you will. So it, it it's all relevant to how much you're going to use them as well, but you do need more than a headshot, I think, unless you just work for someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any other tips uh, photography-wise for any, any listeners? Um, so I think, I guess the biggest tip is that you are your worst critic. And so um, no one else sees what you see. So no one else will look at your pictures and go, oh my God, she's got a big nose or, oh my God, I can see three chins. They'll look at you and say, oh, that's that lovely person that I met and I actually really liked and I want to connect with that person. And so I guess the biggest tip is to try not to be so critical of the process and the images um, and have some fun. And then at the end, when you get your gallery of images, get a friend to sit beside you and say, yeah, that one, yeah, that one, yeah, that one. And just go with them. Don't be like, oh, but I, uh, but I. (laughs) It's like, no, they're the ones your friend sees that work for you. You know, they see you the way that you actually are seen in the mirror. Like, you know, they don't see your version. They see what they actually see. So that's what you should do. Yeah, actually the photographer did that. He picked his, um, you know, top 10 and said, hey, what do you think of these like for, you know, fixing up? And most of them, maybe seven, I, I agreed with. And there was a few like, oh, no, look at my face there. All that weird expression. But that's me overanalyzing it. But I'm like, you're right, actually, that does show a whole other emotion that, I mean, my eyes are closed, for example, and I'm like, well, I don't usually see that side of me because my eyes, I literally need my eyes open to see it, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it really made me go, oh, you're right. And there's probably, I didn't do that with a friend, but I probably should just to say which other ones should be shortlisted on my favourite list because maybe I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess one flip of that is that that is one place you should use a friend. If you've got a logo and you, you shouldn't go to your friend and say, do you think this logo is the good option? But when it comes to photos of yourself, often a friend, as long as they kind of understand what they're for, is it's really good at picking what is actually truly you um, and without your negativity that comes in. 
<laughs> yes. Actually, there was a couple of photos. I'm like, oh, I, like I got a little roll of fat there. And I was like, you know what? That's just how people sit. You naturally get that. <laughs> it's like be well, natural it's, and it's authentic, right? <laughs> it's being real and not trying to be something different because the worst yeah. thing possible is if you meet someone or you get a client and they pay you money and they've never seen you and they like you, they they meet you and they go, you look completely different. And those photos were only from two months ago. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. And I always say that for like people's um, like LinkedIn profile photos and things like that. Make sure it actually looks like you, uh, yeah. not the, you know, Photoshopped or 20-year-old, you know, photo of you. Uh, no, 100% agree. So, this is, yeah, it's been a really great chat. So I um, want to ask you, Katinka, I asked my guests these questions. And the first one is, what type of marketing works best for you and your business? Ah, so most of my business has been word of mouth. I am trying to, um, so networking events and like referrals from people who have been, uh, you know, referred from someone else. Um, so the whole uh, like business to business referral is probably a very powerful way where you have some people that you partner quite well with who have the same audience and then they send people your way and vice versa. Um, I am toying with trying to get more online um as i talked about earlier trying facebook ads with uh slight hair pulling out uh actions but yeah <laughs> we'll see how that goes so yeah trying to get more than online because the problem with word to word is a uh, word to word mouth to mouth is it's time consuming so. yes and I, yeah i'm trying what am i saying it. not mouth to mouth i think i just face to face <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I like word of mouth. Uh, yeah, word of mouth. I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, no, I, um, yeah, because I do a lot of networking, as you know, too. And I'm trying to go, all right, I'm doing one networking event for each group each month, which is about three. And I'm like, that's the capping at that because, yeah, it could very easily, because it could again get addicted, like you, you know, addictive. You like meet some really great people, go, oh, that was great. All right, when's the next one? I'll go to all the things. But then there's no time to actually, one, follow them up the people that you meet to actually do your own work and you know uh three work on your business in other ways um so i agree with that and how do you look after your health and wellness uh that's something i probably let go a little bit um because i have two young children so i did definitely struggle in the COVID time to be able to juggle all the balls and the the way i kind of coped was that my business ball got dropped quite significantly which is now probably biting me in the butt but um (laughs) I I like to walk my kids to school because it's the way I get exercise it's about a 40 minute return like 20 minutes there and 20 minutes back so that but that's my exercise like it's done and the days I don't do that I really notice it and I'm like oh and I can't fit it in anywhere else and I'm like I feel like I haven't done my walk (laughs) um and then yeah I guess just having time to do stuff that's not it is hard with kids though like there's a lot of balls in the air so um trying to do you know stuff that's not work and definitely not working 24 7 um mate I could probably work more maybe but like I, def- I definitely you know I'm sort of doing school hours and weekends I don't really turn on the computer and work often I'm thinking about things but not actually physically working so um, yeah. So when do you do your photo shoots? Usually business hours? Do you Normally go- business hours, but I am semi-flexible depending on what is needed. Um, yeah. I do try to do them business hour sort of through the, the school time. Um, but if it's needed, you know, I have done sunrise shoots 
shoots and I have done weekend shoots and it, it, it sometimes has to fit in with what the thing is as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. I know how to yeah. be flexible there. Uh, yeah. And how can people connect with you? Uh, so I'm on website and uh, social media. I'm under my personal uh, brand of Katinka Kernet, um, which I'm sure is really hard to spell and you'll have it somewhere in, yes. in um, show notes. <laughs> yep. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I have a website and social media. Probably I'm I'm playing in the LinkedIn space at the moment. So you can jump on there and find me there. Um yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us today with some great photography tips for branding. Uh, I think there's some great stuff in there, like in terms of what props to take and um how to show your true personality. So thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. You can find show notes to the episode at marketingandme.com.au. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave me a rating and review via your podcast platform of choice and grab a screenshot of this episode and share it across your socials to get the message out there. If you're interested in connecting with me, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Just search for Leanne Shelton and let me know you're a fan of the show. You can also find me on Instagram under leannesholton247 or book on a free 15-minute chat because I'd absolutely love to chat about how I can help you grow a thriving health and wellness business. Until next time, I wish you good health and good wealth.